It's time for the Podcateer Podcast. Good morning, Christopher Robin. Oh, good morning, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, well, glad to meet you. Name's Tigger. T-I-double-G-er. That spells Tigger. Now, isn't this a clever disguise? It's the Podcateer Podcast with your host, Mark Tanner. Take it away, Mark. This could be about anything. And if you're like me, you wait and see. For I've got curiosity. Hello, Podcateers, and welcome to episode 82 of the Podcateer Podcast. I am recording this on Saturday, February the 16th. It is 3.36 a.m. <laughs> uh, and all of you are probably asleep. I'm on my way to work. Now, uh, I just thought I'd uh, record this little snippet starting off the show very early in the morning just to give you an idea of what my life is like. Now, after work today, I'm going to Disneyland. You know, I recorded a bunch of stuff last Tuesday at the park, but it was one of the most boring (laughs) days at the park I have ever had. There was nothing going on. There was no interesting entertainment. uh, Not much of anything. The only thing that was good on Tuesday is I got to see that they had repaired the neon in Cars Land. So that really cheered me up. That made my day there, to see that. So I'm very pleased that they finally got around to fixing the neon. And it looks looks much better. So uh, today, I am getting off of work at 12.30. So early in the afternoon, I am going to be at Disneyland and I'm uh, I'm going to try to hit both parks and I uh, I don't know if I'm going to stay late enough I probably won't stay late enough to see the Mad Tea Party you know that's my favorite that's I one of the best things I think they've ever had at Disneyland and I really enjoy it but I uh, don't think I'll stay late enough to see that that that's kind of a long stretch there if I get there at like 1 one thirty and stay until 7. For me, that's a long stretch. I usually don't uh, remain at the park that long. I bought my annual pass Tuesday. That's one thing I did uh, that was beneficial. So, uh, pardon the turn signal. And uh, that was $629. Paid 87 bucks up front and $42 and change, I think it is, every month uh, payments. And it's worth it to me. I mean, and there's a lot of people who wouldn't be worth it to, or a lot of people couldn't afford it. I mean, uh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but fortunately, I'm in a position where I can afford it. And uh, like I say, I enjoy it enough to where it's worth it to me. Alrighty, well, I'm headed into work right now. I'm just about uh, two seconds from driving into the driveway. So uh, I will... Uh, pick this up uh, later this afternoon on my way to the Disneyland Resort. So, see you then. Well, hello, Podcateers. Welcome back to the show. As promised, 
I am here at the Disneyland Resort. It is about uh, almost two o'clock in the afternoon. I am sitting on the bench here on Buena Vista Street at California Adventure. It is pretty crowded. It's a gorgeous day. Just bluest, clearest, bluest sky you ever saw. 82 degrees. Uh, hardly any wind. It just couldn't be any prettier. Uh, they have a, a celebration of gospel music uh, here at Disneyland with a whole bunch of different gospel groups. Now it doesn't say on the sign out uh, front where they're appearing at, so I assume uh, probably all through the park. So I may run across them somewhere along the way. Now what I'm going to do, uh, the first segment here, uh, which will come up in uh, as soon as I can get to the area where I have Wi-Fi access. Uh, normally I uh, read a little news off of uh, Google. Uh, you have to pardon me, the tram is, uh, the trolley is going by so it may make a little racket. Uh, I uh, normally get, uh, I have a news feed set up from Google News where it looks for anything about Disneyland. And that's where I usually get the little interesting news tidbits. But what I'm going to do a little different today is rather than uh, produce a little segment, is I'm just going to go over to the Grizzly River uh, rest stop there where uh, I have Wi-Fi access. And I'm going to take my iPad and I'll read you the news stories off of there. If uh, Hopefully there's something interesting on there. <laughs> If not, I'll just uh, sit there and talk to you. But anyway, that's where I'm going to do first up for the first segment of the show after this. So uh, in a few moments, I will uh, be talking to you from the uh, Grizzly River rest stop. All right, I am now perched on a little bench in the shade here in the... Uh, rest stop area here by uh, the back entrance to the Grand Californian Hotel and I'm uh, sucking up their Wi-Fi and I have a couple of little things uh, here off of the Google news feed uh, it says Disney Junior live on stage which has been dark at uh, California Adventure while the park uh, freshened up the toddler friendly puppet show will return on March the 22nd with uh, characters from the TV shows Doc McStuffins and Sophia the First, which I'm not familiar with at all. And it will retain sequences from uh, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Jake and the Neverland Pirates, which I have heard of. It said the park opened today. Let's see when today was. Uh, February 15th, so yesterday. So it opened yesterday at Walt Disney World. And it apparently is coming to California Adventure. Okay, it'll be open uh, March 22nd. Pardon me, I'm reading this as we go. 
I actually saw that uh, when it was in there the first time. They had the, the bear and the big blue house uh, segment. It, it was all right. It wasn't nothing uh, I'd write home about, but it was okay. All right, let's see what else is going on here. Get back into my email. And it's uh, actually the wildfire is pretty quick. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, it says romantic places at the Disneyland Resort. Okay, here we go. This is a California Adventure. Two seats in the balcony at the Hyperion Theater. Watching Aladdin. Yeah, that's nice. If you don't mind the climb. If you're disabled, that's not the show for you unless you can get in on the ground floor, I tell you. Uh, a booth that flows V8 Cafe. It said get, get there just before dusk and watch the uh, fun on Radiator Springs Racers. You'd have to make sure you get on that side of the building. Uh, Carthay Circle Restaurant and Lounge. Get a terrace table overlooking Buena Vista Street. That place is pricey. So it better be something, somebody you really like. <laughs> uh, this is a, a world of color. Many a kiss occurred, has occurred during the love sequences of the nighttime water show on Paradise Bay. The sequence features some of Disney's romantic film couples. Now, I haven't seen that segment. I'll have to get over there. I haven't seen World of Color for probably a year or so. Okay, at Disneyland Park, they're suggesting uh, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Says it is the uh, one of the most popular places for a future groom to drop to one knee and ask for the hand of his fair princess. I don't know if my son-in-law did that there or not. There were uh, a big Disney couple. My daughter worked uh, at the park, and my son-in-law is now a cast member. He just started uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. He's working at the main gate. Okay, Hungry Bear Restaurant, a table by the water. That is actually very nice if, if you want to go and have someplace quiet to relax, and especially on a day when it's not real crowded. It offers a quiet spot for an important question or a sweetheart photo. Uh, the Blue Bayou, of course you have to reserve your uh, table rather early because that's a very crowded place and it's also very expensive it's right up there with Carthay Circle and you know to be honest with you food ain't that great uh, Snow White Grotto which is nice and it's not really heavily traveled over where the uh, wishing well that uh, talks uh, Mark Twain Riverboat a uh, nighttime ride on the riverboat with twinkling lights and a splash of the paddle wheel. I'll be alright. Court de. Court de Anges? Anges? A N G E S. At New Orleans Square, one of the most beautiful places is the Disneyland Resort. 
is a court of angels. Okay, that's what it means. In a is a secluded courtyard with a winding staircase. That is pretty back there. Okay, at the Disneyland Resort Hotels, uh, Napa Rose Patio, that's a very nice place, but also very expensive. It's it probably more than Carthay Circle, although I haven't eaten at Carthay Circle, but I, if it isn't uh, more, it would surprise me, because it's pretty pricey. Just the appetizer when we ate there was 35 bucks. That was for three scallops. Uh, the fairy tale Suite at the Disneyland Hotel, uh, another thing that you would have to have some money for. Uh, Disneyland Hotel Rose Court Garden. Now I'm not familiar with that. This is the, often the site of weddings. Yeah, it's also alluring for a romantic stroll with more than 800 rose bushes. So if you're looking for a romantic spot, uh, there you go. Alright, let's see what else we got here. Alright, that's... Uh, all I got on the recent stuff. Let's see uh, anything older. I'm trying to stay away from those uh, controversial stories of last uh, week. There's some about some uh, actor I never heard of uh, coming to the park. Uh, this is a nice story. What does it say here? Hang on, it's coming up. All right, so it's, uh, the register is profiling two couples who met at Disneyland. And this was a Valentine's Day story. And this is a Fullerton couple. This is Diane and Nick. Uh, please forgive me for the pronunciation. Uh, Philippone of Fullerton may have uh, met while working at Disneyland and they may continue to work together at Disneyland as a married couple but they want people to know they're not the cliched Disney couple they didn't get married at Disneyland and they didn't give their children Disney related names like Pluto and Goofy <laughs> still Disneyland is what uh, forms the backbone of their relationship since you automatically have something in common Nick said of why Disneyland employees tend to couple up. Most of us are big Disney fans. So Diane, now a recruiter in human resources, started working at the park in 1995 as an attraction hostess for Star Tours. Uh, she grew up not too far away in Mission Viejo and went to Disneyland about twice a year with her family. It was a no-brainer, she said. I've been a recruiter for eight years and the answer recruits give me is the same answer I have for why I wanted to work here, which is I have always wanted to work here. Said so Nick, now is an operations manager at the main uh, manager at the main entrance. He started at Disneyland in 1999 in facilities. He grew up in New Jersey. Uh, first time he went to Disneyland was 1992, though he went to Walt Disney World about ten times during his youth. He had been working at a manufacturing company and wanted to do something more fulfilling. I said, we say we create happiness and make dreams come true, and it's kind of true, he said. Their paths crossed in Fantasyland a few times, but it wasn't love at first sight, Diane said. It wasn't until they both worked at California Adventure while it was under construction that they began to get to know each other. 
Nick was managing the maintenance of the park and asked for help with the restaurants and retail maintenance. And Diane was assigned the job, and the two began working side by side. Uh, Nick wanted to ask Diane out, but knew it wouldn't be appropriate while they worked so closely together. Uh, all the while, Diane was trying to get Nick up with her, set her, <laughs> set him up with her friend. Uh, shortly after their work uh, ended at California Adventure, he asked her out. And their first date was at the Beach House Restaurant in Laguna Beach. Now, wait a second. Why didn't they go to Disneyland? Uh, it said that they did have dates in the uh, Anaheim Parks, but their favorite couple's vacation was at Walt Disney World. Well, that's really cute. It, my daughter and her uh, husband uh, hasn't... Uh, they just got married in December, and uh, they enjoyed Disneyland. They both got uh, annual passes, and, and now that he's a cast member, uh, it, they won't need to use their annual pass. He'll be able to sign them in. So, uh, uh, hang on just a moment. That was a cast member. Uh, someone dropped off a stroller right here next to where I was at. She came to pick it up. But anyway, as I was saying, uh, my daughter and her husband uh, will be using his uh, cast member ID to get in from now on. I would assume that'll save them quite a bit of money. Uh, I paid for their passes last year, but uh, I'm hoping <laughs> that they were going to pay for theirs this year. But now they won't have to, so that's great. Alrighty, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything more interesting on here. Uh, Diz Unplugged Podcast. You don't need any more Disney podcasts. You have me. Oh. Oh, the, let's see what is today. Tomorrow morning. By the time you hear this, it'll be too late. But tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., uh, there's going to be a big blue balloon parked in the Esplanade. It's uh, supposed to get here at 7 a.m., and it's advertising the uh, Wizard of Oz, the Oz the Great and Powerful film. The film uh, opens on uh, March the 8th, and it looks pretty interesting. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've never been a big fan of uh, remakes and uh, sequels and so forth, but Disney's pretty good. Most of the movies they make are, are something I like. There's been a few uh, stinkers that they've had. Uh, that Haunted Mansion movie was pretty awful. But I'm hoping the uh, Oz the Great and Powerful doesn't end up being bad. I, I even like John Carter. <laughs> so uh, I'm not, uh, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to please me. So I, like I say, I'm hoping this one's a good film. They're spending quite a bit to do it. You know, they've had some balloons here before advertising things. They had a. Uh, one shaped like Mickey's head. I remember a few years ago they had out here at the park. Now I don't think I'm going to get out here to see the balloon because I'll be at uh, IHOP and <laughs> uh, La Habra having uh, breakfast. 
just about the time the balloon is here. So I don't think we're going to see it, but uh, I'll get, I'm sure I'll see some video on YouTube. It would amaze me if somebody isn't out there with a camera filming it. So I'll get to have secondhand uh, balloon sighting there. So, Alrighty, well, that's about enough of this uh, Disney news. And uh, most of this I have gotten actually from uh, Fielding Buck Theme Parks uh, from the Press Enterprise. They seem to come up a lot. I think he uh, he does a regular, looks like he does a regular column on uh, Knott's Berry Farm, Disneyland, and the different theme parks around here. So, already on with the rest of the show. Uh, I'll go see what kind of trouble I can get into and share it with you. Uh, be back uh, when I find something. I'm still here in the same area. I just walked across the road here and I'm looking down into the channel where the Grizzly River Rapids runs. It's empty right now. They're refurbishing something. It's interesting. Some of it's painted blue. Uh, it doesn't look like mold or anything. It looks like it's just painted blue. Must be to make the water look bluer. But uh, other areas are not. Some of it's reasonably deep. Um, there's Some of it looks like it's maybe 10 feet deep, eight or 10 feet deep. It's uh, the part where uh, it, it's got a kind of a tight bend to it. So maybe for some reason it needs to be deeper in that area. So, we don't see anything very interesting to tell you about, but uh, it's empty. No water. Looks like it's been empty for a while. In fact, it has been it's it for a month or so since I've been coming over here. Certainly takes away from the area's ambiance. <laughs> well, for a while, they had the waterfall shut off on Bear Mountain, too. These are some pretty tall pine trees. This must have taken some logistics to put in all these trees because they've been reasonably tall right from the get-go. Yeah, this must have, must have taken some effort to get these trees planted. Alrighty, well, that's about all I can tell you about that. I'll uh, be back with more. Yeah, look at on there. It says that uh, the gospel groups are at stage 17. I'm not sure where stage 17 is, but I would guess it's probably the one over there adjacent to the uh, Mad Tea Parties area. So uh, I'll find out and uh, get back to you. So be back. All right, uh, music you can hear in the background is the Phineas and Ferb show, Wind It Up. I'm over here by Pacific Wharf. 
looking in the bay here and I noticed that there's about a hundred napkins sitting on the bottom of the pond here. I wonder how long they've been down there. I'd be curious to keep track of how long it takes it before they dig them out. There's a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, a pair of white sunglasses down there. There's a ticket. It's like a maybe a world of color ticket or something. Bunch of napkins. A whole bunch of napkins. And lots and lots of mo of money. And there's one of those uh, Cars Land buttons. Some interesting assortment of stuff. Lots of ducks. Couple of seagulls. The ducks outnumber the seagulls right now. I got a little further out, a little deeper. Still a bunch of napkins. There's a Disney dollar. Or a real dollar. It is either play money or real money. It looks too white to be real money. I think it's play money. So take a look when you get over here and you'll see all the uh, interesting items that I'm seeing here. The bottom of the lagoon. Let's see, there's something purple right out in the middle. I don't know what it is, you can't tell. Kind of a chartreuse color. Yeah, let's see. Let me go further out and see what kind of interesting debris I can see at the bottom of the water here. Oh, let's see. There's a looks like a notebook right out in the middle. There's something that almost looks like a patch. Looks like maybe uh, asphalt or something, and then right on on top of there, I don't know. It might be some kind of a hatch. Either that or somebody dropped a notebook. Yep, that. Uh, it doesn't look like a Disney dollar. It looks like a real dollar. So it's. Uh, it's either a real dollar that's got bleached out from being in the bottom of the water, or it's uh, play money. And then more napkins. Okay. And there's a plastic knife. So, no dead bodies or anything, so, fortunately. Alrighty, I'll, uh, this isn't exactly the most thrilling uh, report you've ever heard, but, uh, hey. And who else is telling you this stuff? <laughs> I'll be back. Alright, I'm over here in Carswell. Right by the Taste Inn. 
across from Tomaters. I've been over here that many times during the daylight. This is a much more interesting area at night with the neon. One thing I do want to do before I leave is I want to get over to uh, Condor Flats. They have a little shop there that's got a model of the YF-23, which is an airplane I worked on, and I really don't know anywhere else that has that model. So I want to pick up one of those. Well, let's see who's in front of Cozy Cone. It's Lightning McQueen. There's a pretty good si size line of people to get the picture taken. Hey, have you stolen a menu from closed V8 cafe yet? It's a cool free souvenir. It's kind of big. This is, I think, the thing that keeps you from uh, just sitting in your back pocket, but if you've got some kind of something that'll hold it, it's a good grab. Uh, I think DJ's coming because she's a bunch of people in uh, black and red and yellow standing there at the corner of uh, Cross Street, Route 66. That usually is an indication the DJ is coming. Curios. It looks much better in the daylight because it's uh, got a bunch of burned out lights. These are cool, these uh, visible gas pumps are out front. These are the genuine article. This is what they used to use back uh, before the more modern gas pumps. So if you see these, I've uh, taken a pretty good look at them. They're definitely the real thing. Drums burst. Yeah, they moved the flying tire that used to be sitting out in front of uh, Luigi's as a photo op. It's no longer there. Fast passes for uh, Radio Springs racers. Michael, 
standby is 105 minutes, which isn't too terrible. Not for a Saturday. Uh, let's go scope out Ramones. Got anything interesting? We <laughs> got some Jim Shore artwork in here. majority of the clothing in there is for women. Let's see. They'll exit a different way than normal. Go out here by the Raider Springs Racers. So we can catch the audio as they whiz by. suggesting for the romantic dinner. A lot of tables over here, so you can have a chance. The thing is, is that, okay, so... This would be a nice area to have dinner. Right now, it's not uh, that interesting. But uh, after dark, it would be. So I think next time I eat over here, I'll try that out. Not the romantic part, but the uh, eating part. Because <laughs> I'm usually here by myself. Alright, I'm going underneath the arch here. Uh, they have a photo spot here. Right in the middle of the walkway. I think they ought to make a little turn out there for that purpose if it'd work better. Alright, I'm back out on the the wharf area.
call it paper ads on the wall here. Bolted Northern. Alright, this is kind of boring. So I'll find a more interesting spot and I'll be back again. I'm back on Buena Vista Street, sitting here on the bench, watching people walk by. Now, for about the last 20 minutes, I've been watching Pluto, uh, right here next to the trolley candy treats, interacting with uh, a line full of guests. And he probably got his picture taken with maybe 50 people. And despite the fact that there's a representative uh, portion of the people here at the park that are African-American, uh, not one African-American uh, guest was in that line. Now, I don't know if uh, it's a conscious choice, if it's just coincidence, or what. I think I may have to kind of keep an eye on that as I go to the other park, see if perhaps uh, there's some kind of boycott going on. That's not a representative enough sample to really be able to say, but I'll keep, uh, keep watching for that. Well, I'm gonna run over, there's something I wanna buy, and then I'm gonna take a run over to uh, Disneyland and see what's hopping over there. And then I want to get back over here by 6 uh, if I stay that long and uh, watch the man tea party. And then if I stay the, uh, even longer, I may come back over here and watch the uh, World of Color show at 9 o'clock. I've got a fast pass for it. I don't know. I'm kind of pooped. I, I really can't see me staying here until 9 o'clock, but sometimes you get a second win, so you can't ever tell. Alright, well, I'm going to wander over to Condor Flats and buy that uh, model airplane I was uh, telling me about. So I'll be back. I went to the uh, little shop over here and they happened to start the uh, Fly Girls show, so I'm going to catch the last song here. Yeah. 
That's Minnie's polka dotted plane. Attention, Condor Flats. Now coming in for a landing on runway one. Minnie's Fly Girls Charter Airlines.
a flight plan. Maybe afterwards you can meet with some of our frequent smilers over by your private plane. Oh, yeah. Why, I'd love to. Oh, thank you, Minnie. That would be super. Everyone, Minnie will be around in about five minutes, right over there by her private plane. But until then, we thank you for flying with us. And we sure hope to see you again on... sing the uh, If I Saw an Elephant Fly song from Dumbo, which is considered by some to be uh, politically incorrect, kind of racially insensitive. And I'd, I'll never get a chance to ask, but I would be interested to know if that bothers her, especially in this uh, air of uh, problems that Disney's having. Now, I think I know why they added the back end of the airplane, since uh, they're using that as a prop for many. If that's her private plane, uh, it wouldn't be so good if the whole back end of the airplane was missing. <laughs> so I think that explains how the back end of the airplane got added to it. Tremendously interesting going on over here. Here comes, here comes Minnie out of the back room. There, coming out to her airplane for a uh, photo opportunity. And there's quite a few people lined up for that. There's somebody gets a big hug. All right, now I'm looking here at this line. There's probably 30 people in line, and uh, none of them are African American. Okay, so that's another another line. All right, well, I'm going to keep an eye on that as I uh, 
go to the park and see if this is uh, a thing. All right, well, I'm going to head over to Disneyland so that next time you hear me, uh, you'll be hearing Disneyland music. So I'll be back. I just ran into the Newsies. All right, the trolley and singing with Mickey. So I'll give you a little of that. Audio difficulties. Like cutting in and out's not uh, adding anything to the show. <laughs> All right, well, that was the end of that. I've never seen that whole thing. I keep uh, catching the tail end of it for some reason. Probably because I haven't made a point of seeing it. I get goofy here in the town square. And there's a line of about 30 people lined up for Goofy. And not one single African American person in this line. Hmm, this is becoming a thing, I think. Alright, well, that's three lines. Probably over a hundred people.
and uh, so far, you know, African-American people. Well, we'll keep an eye on that when we get over to Disneyland. We'll be back. I don't know why I say we. I'll be back. OMG. <laughs> I just spent 60 bucks. <laughs> I went into uh, one of the shops here, Elias and Company, the kids' clothing store that's attached to it there. They're all kind of attached to each other. And they had two jackets. One of them uh, it's, uh, looks like Mickey in the black and red with the buttons on the front. And uh, the hood has Mickey's face on it with a couple of Mickey ears. And then there was another one that's kind of a waterproof jacket with the Gang of Five on the back, uh, embroidered on the back of it. They're both six months size and uh, just had to have it. I'd have them, that is. It's 57 bucks for the two of them. Eh, not as I mentioned, I'm going to have a son-in-law, or a son-in-law, have a uh, grandson. I already got a son-in-law, have a grandson here in a few weeks. My daughter's due right at the end of February, and it's the 16th, so. Could be almost any time now. All right, well, I'm going to, as I had said, head over to Disneyland. I'm right here by Oswald's. So, I'll uh, stop this, give you a fast pass, and uh, catch you over at uh, the other park. What? There's a parade coming. sitting to get in here about the time that parade is either starting or ending. I think I'll just uh, stand here watching. So you're going to hear it.
know I've had it before out here, but uh, I'm going to have it again. If you've already heard it, you can always fast forward past it.
Well, I'm going to. Oh, you're going well, to. that was Mickey's Sensational Parade. I wasn't expecting to record that for you, but the timing just worked out, so you got it. <laughs> Whether you wanted it or not. Oh, just got hit in the face by a bug. Well, as it turns out, at 7 p.m. tonight, Scott Bruce, my favorite Elvis impersonator, is performing. So therefore, I'm going to stay. At least to see his first performance. Pretty crowded right about here, so I'm gonna uh, pause this and uh, pick it up when I get out of the crowd. Well, I have eaten, so now I've spent more money. Well, it's been an expensive trip out here. Oh no, we're setting up for another parade. I have to get out of here. Uh, I'm gonna go out to my car. I'm tired of carrying around the stuff that I purchased. So I'm going to go out to my vehicle, drop the stuff off in the car, get my jacket. Because it is going to start getting chilly by the time uh, Scott Bruce gets out there. I will be cold. And it shouldn't take me much more than maybe a half hour to go out there and back. It's about 5.30. But you get me back in here just about time to stake out a spot. So I'll uh, let you go for a little bit until I get done. Uh, with my errand, and I'll be back. Well, I'm in the parking lot, and there's some I've never seen before. A horse-drawn carriage with two cast members in it. Must be some kind of wedding thing. It's a, a big white horse like a Clydesdale, a little smaller than a Clydesdale. And the carriage is white. It's actually got tail lights. <laughs> never seen that before. Uh, I just went out to the car to get my jacket, so I'm headed back into the park. My daughter happens to be here. Got a phone call that they are here, so hopefully I can connect with them. Okay, I'll uh, stop this again until I get back in the park. Hey, Pocketeers, I am staked out in front of the stage here at Tomorrowland Terrace, waiting on Scott Bruce, tribute to Elvis, who you have heard out here before on this podcast. Now I'm going to get one set, and uh, you'll hear that on today's podcast. It's going to be kind of a super podcast. We got a parade and a bunch of me walking around talking and a bunch of music. 
got uh, a little bit of the Fly Girls, and uh, now you're going to get uh, Scott Bruce. So, I'm not going to bore you with uh, 15 minutes of rap music, <laughs> and I'll be back in about 15 minutes. Go ahead and turn this on because uh, they're going to start here shortly. So I'll uh, just let you listen to the recorded music and uh, Elvis will be out in just a couple.
attention, Tomorrowland Terrace. Liftoff will commence in T-minus five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And now, a tribute to the King of Rock and Roll, starring Scott Bruce. Just got paid. I'm a money, don't try to say my heart says go, go.
y'all being here. Now before we go any further, how about a big round of applause for these cool rocket cats right back here. Speaking of cool and rocking, we do have some rocking to do tonight, friends. And if the spirit of rock and roll grabs a hold of In 1956 when everything started for the King at RCA Records and this was his first number one record. It's called Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> well since my baby left me I'm gonna find a new place to dwell
need you to clap. I almost said we need you to clap your fingers just like this. And snap your hands. Actually, you can do both. Today is do what you want Saturday. So you can clap your fingers, snap your hands, stomp your teeth, and well, it's up to you. No one is stomping their teeth, are they? I am.
extra wonderful. We really thank you so much. We are going to disappear for a little while, but we won't be gone long. So don't go far. We got some more. Scott Bruce. <laughs> well, that's uh, gonna just about be it for uh, tonight's uh, Podcateer podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show and all the music and the fact that it was uh, way longer than normal. <laughs> so y'all take care of yourselves. You have a magical Disney week, and we'll see you at the park. Podcateer is in no way associated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its affiliates. Any similarity to living persons or Disney characters without satirical purpose or the act of reviewing a product or reporting on an event is entirely coincidental. This podcast is a production of Toys Etc. in Southern California and is protected by a Creative Commons share alike 3.0 license. To contact us at Podcateer, please email us at podcateer at earthlink.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland has now concluded its normal operating day. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Oh, oh. Now it's time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. It's always K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. M-O-U-S-E. Be careful getting home.
For your shopping convenience, this evening, Main Street will remain open for an additional half hour.